What is up, everyone? Today we're going to talk about UFOs in the Bible, specifically some of the writings and sayings of Zachariah Sitchin. Uh, you guys are going to really enjoy today's episode. Uh, if you haven't heard of Zachariah Sitchin, you are in for a treat. He is, um, he's got some really interesting theories, um, and he passed away October 9th, uh, 2010, uh, his website is still Sitchin, S-I-T-C-H-I-N.com. Um, and his genre is science, history, religion, and spirituality. Incidentally, the same exact genre that I am here. So, uh, if you haven't met me before, my name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub and you should call me Cub too. This is the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. I'm a mystic and a light worker, um, and I work creatively with people to help them find the light within. I have several different programs on my website, including a brand new book coming out that's all about meditating on the mind of God. It is absolutely beautiful. I already have chills um, as I was um, reading it last night and working on it. Um, just some of the stuff that's coming out in that book is going to be absolutely beautiful, guys. So, um, anyway, as we get into it today, we just got some really cool quotes that I want to share. Sorry, I was getting a phone call and I'm going to turn my phone on silent here because, you know, that's how I do this. I start every day completely unprepared. So, um, but you guys know what I'm all about here. So, we got a brand new redesigned website. You can go check it out www.cubcooker.com. C U B k u k e r dot com all of my socials you guys that are asking me like hey where's your podcast hey where's your how can i email you hey how can i find you on twitter uh youtube instagram facebook everything is here guys um you guys can find me anywhere there and stay connected um as well as as you scroll down you'll see my programs available uh we're also going to have some free resources coming up uh, for the holidays, we've got uh, all of my unique t-shirts and merch. I'm telling you guys about this because I get the question all the time. is like, where's the hub that I find everything at? And it's over at cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. You can also join our Mythos community, which is a behind-the-scenes group. Uh, you guys get to be a lot deeper into my research, what we talk about, and just have a better sense of community there with a lot of private videos um, a lot of research that I have there, um, and then just the communal aspect of having a lot smaller community than just the public forum uh, to kind of communicate in. And that's only $9 a month. That helps what I'm doing here on the show. So getting into Zachariah Sitchin, uh, he was born in Baku, Azerbaijan. Uh, I have no idea how to say that, uh, and was raised in Palestine. He acquired knowledge of modern and ancient Hebrew, other Semitic and European languages, the Torah and the history and archaeology of the Near East. He was one of very few scholars uh, able to read and interpret the ancient Sumerian and Akkadian clay tablets. Sitchin graduated from the London School of Economics, University of London, majoring in economic history. A journalist and editor in Israel for many years, his books have been widely translated and covered from Braille for the Blind and featured on radio and television. Um, so his books, uh, The Twelfth Planet, The Lost Book of Inki, The Stairway to Heaven, The Wars of the Gods, Genesis Revisited, 
The Lost Realms, When Time Began, The End Days, The Cosmic Code, Giants Upon the Earth, and there's a lot more books here, actually. Um, I'm going to keep reading them just so you guys get what, what this guy is about. Uh, the Cosmic Code, There Were Giants Upon the Earth, Divine Encounters, Journeys to the Mythical Past, The Anunnaki Chronicles, The King Who Refused to Die, The Earth Chronicles Expeditions, The Earth Chronicles Handbook, The Complete Earth Chronicles by Zachariah Sitchin. Um, I think that's on my Christmas list this year. I don't know about you guys, um, but he's got some cool stuff. Heaven and Earth, of Heaven and Earth, Essays Presented at the First Sitchin Studies Day. Um, God, the Extraterrestrial by Zachariah Sitchin. There were Giants Upon the Earth, Gods, Demigods, Ancient History. Um, anyway, and then a lot that are translated in other languages. Now, here's one thing that I want to say. I'm going to read some quotes from him. From everything I've read about him, he believed that God was an extraterrestrial, was a, a alien being from another world, specifically these Anunnaki. Um, that he really did a lot of studying on. And if you watch Ancient Aliens, you're going to see that. However, if you follow the writings of Marciona Pinno, not really the writings, but the ideology of him, which I do, then we see that Christ was bringing a new God, a, a eternal spirit God that was not a um, not an extraterrestrial type God that they would have been worshiping back then. So... Um, with that said, uh, that's how I divide all of this. Rather than looking at his writings and going, oh, okay, God is just an extraterrestrial being that created everything. I see that the God of the Old Testament is the extraterrestrial being that made out of the creation what was already there, what was already created beautifully and perfectly, this energetic creation. He, he took it and made it into what we experience as the uh, holographic reality that we're in right now. So uh, that's where my, you know, all of these theories, I think they all make sense when you put them together, by the way. What's up, Jason? How are you doing? Hey, Annie, how are you doing today? Uh, user95, thanks for being here. Uh, Apep7, what is up? Memphis, Tennessee in the house. Thank you for being here. Um, user95 says humans didn't originate here. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, you know, that's one of the cool things about our show here. We don't know. And anybody that knows probably don't know. So, uh, we're just here to talk ideas, theories, concepts, um, because here's the deal guys. The number one piece of my work is finding God within you. That's, that's why I'm here to reveal that kingdom within you, not a Christian kingdom or a Jewish kingdom or a Muslim kingdom or a Buddhist kingdom or a Hindu kingdom but a universal kingdom of God within each of us. And that's what I'm here for. So, um, but I love, love exploring all of this stuff and looking at like the, the ancient gods, the alien gods, that type of thing. Uh, happy Friday, angel Appleseed. And just trying to figure out like, what is this all about? And what are the things that we believe throughout history that maybe came from weirder origins than we think? And what might Christ's message have really truly been? By the way, the same message that we hear in the message of Krishna, the message of Buddha, um, I'm not saying they're the same, but I think it's definitely the same energy, the same message, the same downloads coming through those those beings that were here on earth. So, um, 
let's see uh the gospel of mary talks more about uh individual divinity absolutely we just did a four-part series it's over on my youtube channel i read through the entire gospel of mary uh mary magdalene is absolutely beautiful um you got to keep fueling up on coffee here um but man it, it just had some some knowledge drops in that like really really good stuff um I am going to be talking privately in the mythos group today because Jason had a great question about like gaining all of this knowledge and uh, like at what point does that become a hindrance to our actual salvation, our actual ascension, our actual knowing of God and this whole idea of gnosis, like is it just knowledge or like where does that lie within finding God authentically, okay? And so I'm going to speak about that in the Mythos group today. Again, if you're not a part of the Mythos group, it's only nine bucks a month that helps support what I'm doing. But I drop some deep, deep stuff in there. Stuff that is not, you know, there's nothing bad about it, but it's just not appropriate for a public audience because it's going to already presume some understanding of the work that I'm doing here um, and then some really open mindedness. People that are already in agreement with what we're doing in the community and say, hey, I want to support it. And like go down that rabbit hole more. So I'm going to drop a video in there today. And if, if you want to check that out, join that group. Don't miss it because um, it is it is deep. And everything within that group is happening on the Facebook group. Uh, but Jason had a great question of like we're learning all this stuff. And like, uh, you know, alien stuff is cool and all of this. But like how does that even translate into like actual spiritual understanding? And so I wanted to point out what that really looks like. And I'm going to be doing that within that group this afternoon. So, uh, Zachariah Sitchin quote, the first one on goodreads.com. Uh, it's where I go for all my quotes, guys. Those who from heaven to earth came, they landed on earth, colonized it, mining the earth for gold and other minerals, establishing a spaceport in what is today is Iraq, Iran area, and lived <clears throat> in a kind of idealistic society as a small colony. They returned when Earth was more populated and genetically interfered with our indigenous DNA to create a slave-like race to work their mines, farms, and other enterprises in Samaria, which was so-called cradle of civilization. Uh, in outdate pre 1980s school history texts uh they created man homo sapiens through genetic manipulation uh with themselves and ape man homo erectus so uh yes so i love that quote because basically you know we see that we know like scientifically that man's genome has been edited like somewhere about like 12,000 years ago or, or even before that 15,000 years ago, something like that. Um, they're starting to understand like we've been messed with at some point and we don't know why or what that looks like or what happened or was it, was it like a result of like natural selection type Darwinian theory where there was some sort of cataclysm and humanity evolved quickly at that point or was it something where we were actually re-spliced uh, to more easily operate within a a holog holographic matrix. And the reason I say that, uh, Graham Hancock, absolutely, Jason. Um, 
your work is in a uh, similar genre to Joseph Campbell. Uh, yes, I've heard of Joseph Campbell, but uh, I have not looked a lot into him. So with this said, you know, you have Genesis 1. Genesis 1 is like the perfect creation. It was made by Elohim, okay? Elohim there is really representing what I believe the divine trinity is, the father, the mother, and the son, all present to create this energetic creation that is one with God. Then in Genesis 2, you have Yahweh Elohim step in. He's walking in the cool of the day of the garden. Now, if you know about the planet Nibiru, uh, we're going to call it the mythological planet for uh, the purposes here. Uh, the idea behind Nibiru is that it's a cooler planet, and the Anunnaki gods, uh, one of them particularly, Yahweh Elohim, uh, who would have been uh, Inki from that pantheon, I believe. I haven't gotten really deep into that yet, but I promise we will soon. Uh, he would have been walking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day in the garden, uh, where you have um, a, a unique creation there, and then they're kicked out of the garden. You know, were they downgraded genetically at that point? Were they downgraded genetically to even live in the garden with Yahweh Elohim? We don't know. Again, guys, we can't know all of this. Anybody that jumps in here and says, "I know something," you know, those are that's the first person you should uh including myself you should question that because i just don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know and that's what makes this community beautiful and open-minded because by not knowing we know a whole lot more uh the more you know the less you really know now that's not to be confused with gnosis and i'm going to talk more about that in the group today but um this can get this can get to be a lot of downloads and then you're like, well, what really happened and what, you know, and, uh, again, that's why I approach all of this mythologically to try to understand the mythological representation of what does that mean for the human condition rather than when did this happen in what year and how does the historical timeline work out? Because here's the deal. We can't even figure out a historical timeline or agree on one that happened a hundred years ago, much less 15,000. I mean, like, think about that, guys. Everybody coming in here arguing, and I'm not saying you guys are now. I'm just saying, like, we get that. Inevitably, this video will get a comment that's about three pages from someone who deems himself to be a scholar, and somehow, from their basement, they know the truth about where we came from. And I, I just don't agree with that because, you know, you got to take all the data presented, the data presented by all, all of humanity and try to understand a common theme behind it because it's still there. Everybody's like, Oh, it's been covered up and they, they got rid of all of that. And it's only, it's hiding in a vault somewhere and blah, blah, blah. Like, come on. Uh, you know that, can you get more conspiratorial about that? Or you believe like I do that God presents truth within all still like those with eyes to see and ears to hear. You don't have to worry about being deceived because you see right through the veil because you see you're in alignment and vibration with the authentic reality of the mind of God already. So anyway, uh, everything comes from the first dimension. It's known as unity, a single point of consciousness. Um, uh, let's see, Clint, I agree with that. You know, um, I don't know that it's the first dimension or the seventh or the 80th or whatever. I mean, I'm. I don't pretend to understand any of that, but I do believe that like the single point of consciousness is God. And that single point is everywhere, by the way, like that 
I mean, I watched a whole video this morning on quantum entanglement and the idea that, you know, consciousness is just connected throughout this massive network everywhere. Like, that's how people can channel these. Like, if you've ever watched Bashar, uh, they did a whole study on his brain and, like, the theta state that it goes into and how he's able to channel this intelligence. Because there's plenty of them out there. You know, we just live in a matrix and we don't see them or hear them. They may suggest certain things within to our reality where we can then you know take those pathways people call them guardian angels spirit guides whatever you want to call them uh they could be you know higher mind entities extraterrestrial entities i don't know i'm just saying like there's this is like a lot of this stuff everybody wants to throw a label on it and it's like hey i don't know but this is really interesting so uh zachariah from genesis uh revisited says Genesis represents not just religion, but also science, one science. Uh, from Genesis Revisited again, the creation tales of Genesis are edited and abbreviated versions of a much more detailed Mesopotamian texts, which were in turn versions of the original Sumerian texts. So again, you know, we, we assume that like this Genesis narrative is somehow unique to the biblical narrative when you have to think of the Bible as an attempt to understand a lot of different mythologies and trying to tie all that together. With that said, that's where I get the whole idea that Christ was bringing a different God, a God in spirit and in truth, when it's very clear in the Old Testament that Yahweh was there. He walked, he spoke with Moses, he stood before Moses, he came down on Mount Sinai. If you look up Mount Sinai on Wikipedia, um, it's often associated with smoke and fire some people thought maybe it was a volcano uh you can even look like today and the top of it's scorched somehow like they don't know how the the rocks are still burned there um but literally yahweh in the old testament it says he comes down in fire and smoke like what would that be guys other than some sort of craft okay and he was also associated with a dragon that nostrils breathing smoke does that mean he is a dragon no like these people would have seen a ship coming down imagine a very long ship something very sci-fi looking you've probably seen a sci-fi dragon looking ship before landing down on this mountain in fire and smoke and people would have not had a clue what it was they would have worshipped because this is the most massive incredible thing they've ever seen so uh, it's also associated with Mount Horeb. Um, so that's kind of another name or possibly another mountain. Again, they don't exactly know, but, uh, but Horeb is thought to mean glowing heat, which seems to be a reference to the sun. Okay. So now that's very interesting, um, because we've talked about Christ being tied to Ra, the sun God, Isis Ra El, Isra El. Okay. So Isis being the divine mother, Ra being the sun, literally the sun but also represented it in the sun and then el el elion god most high el elion being the god that that christ was speaking of theos by the way he called him theos now if you look up the etymology or the word theos it says god or a god generally but capitalized it's a god it, it is god properly god the creator and owner of all things uh, long before the New Testament was written, Theos, which is 2316 in the Strong's, referred to the supreme being who owns and sustains all things. 
Now, if you go through and you look at the Yahweh of the Old Testament, you're going to find a root word there that is Hayah. And that Hayah um, says to fall out of, come to pass, become, or be. So the whole idea of I am who I am comes from that to fall out of. So you could translate that to, and this is my translation, but I am who I am. I fall out of who I fall out of. Does that sound like the supreme being God? No, it does not. I mean, you know, scholars have argued about this for, for forever. So, and then not to mention all of the other stuff with, you know, making the Godhead divinely masculine rather than divine feminine and masculine. Because guys, the universal story of this is that Christ is the unity of divine masculine and divine feminine. And that's what you're not told. That's what you miss. And that's where this whole pantheon of alien gods comes in. Go look up uh, El Elyon in the pantheon of the Sumerian uh, Mesopotamian gods here. Um, it's all connected, guys. While there are different you know, versions of all of this, you get... Uh, L and his consort or wife is Asherah, okay? Asherah. Again, like all of the pantheons are basically the same. And that's what we're missing. Like, yes, there are some key differences. I get that. But if you go like way back to the roots and Zachariah Sitchin could read these tablets, these Sumerian tablets with this um, detailed Mesopotamian texts um, that are versions of the original Sumerian text. So, you know, the Sumerian tablets are clay tablets. They're little clay tablets stamped with these, it's called cuneiform. And that language is, is lost guys. Like, I mean, you look at what happened at Tower of Babel, everyone's scattered. Uh, all the languages are mixed up. I think the mysteries and the mysticism of who God really is within us are coming back. And that's part of the work that I'm doing here on this channel is to help return that to a universal community here, not one that is inherently religious or follows some sort of doctrine or law, but rather one that follows the law of love, the the one that Christ laid out. You know, if you love me, do that which I say, rather than, yeah, believe all of this other stuff around it, because that, that sure makes a lot of sense. Um, the Creation Tales of Genesis, edited abbreviations, as I said, uh, ordinary clay, it seems, has two basic properties essential to life. It can store energy and also transmit it. So the scientists reason clay could have acted as a chemical factory for turning inorganic raw materials into more complex molecules. Out of those complex molecules arose life and one. Zachariah Sitchin, Genesis Revisited. Obviously, the, the Anunnaki god here, you know, creating man in the garden, you know, Genesis 2 is the only representation of him making out of clay. In, in Genesis 1 is a much more abstract, primordial, uh, pre-garden, pre-Edemic civilization, if you will, um, that is like in perfect unity with the divinity. Um, and then it's almost like those characteristics are trapped. Because if you hear about in the in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, that's Christ. That's the product of the divine feminine, the divine masculine, which is in all of us still, by the way. And I think the ultimate goal of any type of system of faith 
or spirituality is to recover that Christ consciousness within us, that Christ within us, that kingdom of God within us. And so that's really what the gnosis is about. It's not about like, I know all this stuff. I'm so smart. It's like, you just get who you are. And from that comes out the magic, comes the synchronicities, comes all of the stuffs, okay? And depending on what vibration you're at, you're going to start to see synchronicities within that reality, okay? This is definitely metaphysical stuff we're getting in here. So we are unity. That Jesus message, the kingdom is within us. We are unity equals I am, I will become. You know, that's possible. I try to separate the whole I am from from Christ because he never really, like he did say I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, but he didn't really try to tie himself to the Yahweh I am type of ideology because it, it means something a bit different when you really look into it. So uh, life is defined as the ability to absorb nutrients of any kind and to replicate, not just to exist. And I'm glad that my dog just slobbered all over my keyboard here. So, um, it's real and live guys, real and live. So, um, and, and if we could keep going on Sitchin's quotes here, but I just really wanted to introduce him to everyone today, introduce you to the idea of these Anunnaki, I can't tell you this is all real stuff. I can just tell you that these mythologies are there, and these are some of the core mythologies of civilization. And if we ignore them, then we can't get the esoteric meaning to understand who we really are. Um, Mom John says, I exist. Uh, we all exist. We all exist. Absolutely. Uh, dogs rule. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, any merch available yet? Eddie says, uh, yeah, Eddie, I've got a bunch of new shirts in there. Uh, I'll have even more designs, but the shirts you can get 10% off right now. Um, they are, let's see, the coupon code is, what is it? Um, it's early bird. Yeah. Early bird, all caps. If you want to grab any of the t-shirts in there, I have dropped the price of the t-shirts to help. Um, I've taken less of a profit and I've found, a better way to do all of that with the artwork and stuff. So we've got the all over prints back as well as the graphic tees that are just on the front. So you can go check that out. Um, have I heard about the elongated skulls? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I have not read the book of Jasher yet. It is on my, my ever growing list. Uh, I love this conversation so much. Starseed ambassador says, thank you very much. Um, see Clint says Yahweh isn't, I am, um, well, that's what the Bible says, Clint. So, you know, I don't, I mean, I'm not here to defend or anything with the Bible, but uh, I'm just saying, you know, he says that he is, I am. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know where else we would get data from that. Probably back in the Sumerian tablets, there's a lot more info. But um, when humans have lost our past, Chinese whispers from, uh, let's see... Yes, we have lost our past. And that's kind of what I'm talking about is, you know, we don't have to recover the dates and all of the all of the stuff that we say is a conspiracy where it's all hidden from us. Like, again, truth is one. Truth is present within the matrix all the time. We, we can see it clearly um, if you're there. Like, if, if you're within that vibration, it, it's just apparent and it's it's one and it's not... You know, it's like, it's how I can read Hindu texts and Buddhist texts and biblical texts and 
um, all kinds of different things. And I still see the same message, like, because it's not, nothing has to disagree anymore when you're within the vibration of truth. Like it just works together and it's all beautiful. And all of these mythologies are all saying the same thing. You have different representations and experiences. And yes, you can see different points in time where certain entities, be it, uh, entities of man or entities from the stars are trying to control the narrative specifically within the old Testament. Just go through Exodus and then see if the characteristic of that God lines up with the characteristic that Christ was speaking of, of his father. And I'm telling you, it just doesn't guys. It just doesn't work. Um, Lul says, uh, I could listen to this all day. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate that. Uh, Noah's Ark found, you know, I don't know about that. Everybody says, you know, there's always those like little stories that you see, Oh, we found Noah's Ark or they think this, you know, and it's like, to me, if it has any weight, it's going to be, I mean, eventually it'll be mainstream because I don't think that, um, I don't think that there's that much of an effort to like cover this stuff up again. Those conspiracy channels are for someone else. Uh, for me, I'm just like, you know, I, I don't even know what Noah's Ark was. I did a whole series on Noah's Ark and talked about it potentially being a UFO with genetic material rather than an actual boat. Well, we have the dimensions for the boat, and it's in the Bible. Well, someone had to take that mythology and make it make sense somewhere. So, um, again, you know, I think the truth, the authentic reality of who we are is always present within there. But, um, go on, Abel. Uh, but with that said, uh, you know, we just don't know. And here's the deal. It's okay to not know by not knowing, you know, like you can see the truth. You can see reality for what it is and you don't have to know the timeline, but you can know that, Hey, I was originally a pure spiritual being at some point full of love and light and unity with the Godhead. And at some point I was trapped in this physical matrix at some point I was kicked out of the garden because it's your story, by the way. It's your story. It's even the story of birth for you. Look at this, guys. Genesis 1, up to like seven days old, you know you are God. Like there's no separation. You don't even like, oh, I don't remember that. Well, no, no baby can remember that. Yeah, because they're, they're in unity. Once they start to learn pain, they start to learn loss, they start to learn correction and control, then they're growing up, right? They're, they're getting kicked out of that garden. Well, in the garden, at some point, they're like made into that flesh, right? You could even go as far to say like, well, within the womb, and I'm not getting into the whole uh, AB debate here, uh, but I'm just saying like, I, I don't know where that falls within the life cycle of a child, but... At some point, that child is one with God. That energy is one with God, and that consciousness is one with God. And then at some point, it's in the garden. It's made into the clay, probably upon birth there. Uh, if you look into the Gnostic text, Christ is talking about it's a seven-day-old child to ask that child where the place of life is because it knows it well. Um, and so that child would know it and a wise person would ask that child, you know, where's the place of life? Cause we've forgotten it as adults. We've already been kicked out of the garden. We've already had all of our knowledge, all of our gnosis scattered, scattered amongst all the different parts of our personality, just as with the tower of Babel scattered amongst the nations. See how this all works together within self, just as it, it could possibly work within history. It doesn't have to be historically true or accurate for it to be 
personally true and accurate. Uh, could the sin genetic be passed down after Adam and Eve? If you read the Gnostic Gospel of Mary Magdalene, Christ says there is no sin. Sin is that which you agree with because you actually do it. Once you step out of sin into love, then there is no sin. It dissolves away and you become an ascended being. You stop focusing on the money. You stop focusing on the relationships. You stop focusing on the stuff. You stop focusing on the control or the power or whatever that is. You start focusing on love, unity, forgiveness, selflessness, help to others. By the way, within selflessness is self. Because the ego has turned self into it's me, myself, and I. But the gnosis turns self into it is myself. I am part of God. And I am manifesting the very kingdom of God within this world. Everyone's looking for this to come on a cloud. And I propose that all of this stuff, you got all this Old Testament representation. And by the way, many other Mesopotamian Sumerian texts that talking about these pantheons of physical gods. Physical gods. And I propose that that one true God is within us. And we have contact with him right now if we can transcend all of this other stuff. And find that authentic timeline of reality within self. Do I believe in H-E double toothpick? People ask me that all the time. I believe in Gehenna. Gehenna is what Christ talked about. You know, he said, don't fear those who can destroy your body, but that, that which can destroy your soul and throw you into the fires of Gehenna. Because energy is going to be recycled back into God. Like if you look at all of these end time prophecies, it's all about all of the good in the world. Everything being dissolved to its root, as in the Gospel of Mary Magdalene, which we just studied. Everything's dissolved to its root. That root, you'll see where it comes from. Does it come from the root of good or the root of evil? It's literally that simple, guys. I commend your presentation approach. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Mom Johns. Uh, that guy says, I feel the same way. I learned self-love by reaching out and helping others. Absolutely, Eddie. Absolutely. And that's one of the things, like, especially within the church communities where we're taught to like go out and serve and do mission trips or whatever, but there's still like this ego around it. There's still this, like, it's a duty rather than just like a lifestyle. It's like, let's do this one big trip and we got to fundraise for it rather than like, Dude, there's people on the corner that need help. There's people in your life that need to be loved and forgiven right now. Not the sacrifices that the old gods needed, but the unity and the forgiveness and the love and the actual vibration of love that Christ talked about. Tithing, by the way, should be to self. Let me say that again. Tithing should be to self. When is the last time a church showed up and offered an actual coursework okay this is where i agree with the church of scientology by the way i've studied a lot of scientology just you guys don't even know that uh there's a lot of good stuff in that i'm I'm not teaching any of it or anything and i certainly don't like go practice it but i've read a lot of the books by l ron hubbard one of the things is like what you agree with is where your money goes well jesus said that too like where your heart is your heart should be in self and that self should expand so large to collect so many others that you create a wake of overflow. I'm not talking about prosperity gospel. I'm talking about overflow, people becoming well, 
people becoming loved, people becoming a part of that self. Yeah, exactly. Scientology provides classes. I mean, it's very similar to the creator culture. We have our group here. We've got our private group. I'm about to offer a course around my new book. Plus, I have like 500 videos that I've already shot and that the the Mythos group has access to. So like creators model that same model. And I've always thought churches should do that too. Instead of saying here, tithe, give 10%. It's like, hey, we're doing a marriage workshop and this is what it costs. And we're going to bring you through these concepts and we're going to give you a better marriage at the end. What's wrong with saying that? Like, are you afraid you can't give results? Then maybe you need better data. That's also where I get the whole idea of data from, from the book Dianetics. Because you, all you are is a is a biological receptor of data. You're, you're receiving knowledge data. You're receiving emotional data. You're receiving uh, physical data, touches. And then you're receiving spiritual data. Spiritual being like that metaphysical outside of self, but actually one with self. But you're receiving all of this stuff, and your body's holding memories everywhere, by the way. Why, when you smell popcorn, does your knee hurt? Oh, yeah, because you hurt your knee when you were five years old, and your mom took you to get popcorn to try to make it better. But now every time you smell popcorn, your knee hurts. We pretend like we understand God, and we understand all these histories and ancient aliens and everything, but we don't even understand ourselves. And that's what anybody that comes in here and says, this is this and that is that. I'm going, you don't even know you. How can you pretend to know? Jesus said, if I have come to teach you of earthly things, how can you pretend to understand heavenly things? Yeah, karma is information, Angel Appleseed. Absolutely. Karma is literally like an operating system. It's a software system by which you operate. It's something that happened with your generations before you. It's something you've stepped into now. It's something you create and burn now. Uh, the more you meditate, the more you step out of self or, you know, ego, really not self out of ego into self. You're transcending that karma and you're churning that karma. And every 12 years, that karma cycle is going to turn over. We see that within biblical texts, like, you can kind of see all the different festivals and, and stuff like that. Like, it's all connected, guys. I was a member of a church that literally sent me a bill every month for 30% of my income. Dude, I am so sorry to hear that. That's why I show up here for free. Like, okay, I'm doing two of these a day, plus I dropped 10 videos yesterday. By the way, there's some depth in those videos. They didn't perform as well as some of the, like, UFO videos I do. But go watch the ones I dropped yesterday over on TikTok. They're on Reels. They're on Shorts over on YouTube. Just go watch them. Uh, there's some depth to them, guys. Like, I'm starting to really put this stuff out there and really step into the work that I'm doing here. And what's cool about that, what's really cool about that is that I'm doing it for free. And then I have other stuff that I can actually give better results with on the other side of, like, a paywall. And that's not to be greedy that's not because i'm trying to become some billionaire off of all this stuff trust me i'm not that's because i want to do this full time i want to grow it i want to expand it and i want to do it different i don't want anyone to tithe to me i want them to join the membership because they believe in what i'm doing when's the last time you joined a membership at a church because you believed in what they were doing you don't even know if you're going to get a good sermon on sunday but when you show up here you know you're going to get something that is thought-provoking 
because I'm not concerned with telling you any doctrine. I'm, t- I'm concerned with telling you what I'm experiencing because I know it's what you're experiencing. That's the difference between being a yogi within self. Like I've always been this and I'm just sharing what I've always been, not who I think I need to be. And unfortunately, a lot of the messages we get out of these westernized church systems are because there's a certain agreement on what we think we need to be rather than an authenticity coming out of the person up at the pulpit. By the way, when's the last time they took questions during a sermon? I take questions on here every day. Love that out of ego into self. Absolutely. I'm going to leave it there. Uh, but, uh, Eddie John says, I just disagree with breaking down every biblical story and making an ancient alien version. Hey, absolutely. And that's not what I'm trying to do here. I think that there's an esoteric reading of every one of these things, whether you believe it was extraterrestrials or maybe it never happened at all. And we just are supposed to understand the mythological representation of the journey of self. What if everything is happening within you? What if reality is emanating from you and the mythology you adopt within self actually defines the reality in which you live? You have no proof that the other person across from you is even real. So you can take all the alien stuff out of it and still find truth within it. I'm just giving you guys options. That's all I'm doing. And the reason I do this alien stuff is because look how many people are on here now versus yesterday when I just did the stuff on magic in the Bible. Like, There's something about this content that you guys... You, you say you disagree, yet you've been on here the whole time and you weren't here when I did the magic one, so... That's why I show up with this content because I know what you guys need to connect because it's what I need to connect. That's why I sit there and watch ancient aliens. I'm not saying I agree with it, but it's fascinating and it triggers something in me that I think needs to be churned through. We are the law says they are not real. They are uh, their imagination. It's all connected, Lynn says. Uh, we all entertained angels and demons in our realities. Absolutely. Aliens have been disclosed in the official CIA website, Angel Appleseed says. Yeah, I mean, we know that like we're not alone. We don't know if they're coming from the second dimension beyond us or they're coming from the stars or whatever. We don't have a clue. There's an actual indoctrination when a person goes through seminary. I can, uh, Corrick says that, and I can... Vouch for that. I've taken a lot of seminary courses and I will tell you right now that you are like, yes, (laughs) you know, it's not a free think thing. It's a, you know, you need to understand this and then we're going to teach you all this. Like it, I mean, it literally is that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Angel Appleseed says uh, aliens are real for sure. Absolutely. So they are and they aren't. I mean, again, it's real if you agree with it. That's another thing that I love from L. Ron Hubbard's ideas. Like, your agreements matter. And, and I could get really deep on that right now. I'll try to do that this afternoon. We're going to go through Enoch, and I'll try to talk more about agreements as we go through Enoch. Uh, so I'll see you at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Love you guys. Thank you for being here. Good episode. Um, 
and we're going to talk more about this stuff this afternoon. So I'll see you guys there. Join the Mythos group if you want to get the special private messages. Again, it's more of a behind the scenes. You guys get to see how the sausage is made here and really um, just kind of connect on a deeper level and you get access to a lot of other courses and different uh, messages and um, what I would like to call training videos that uh, it's not to indoctrinate you, but to help you build a better operating system mentally. So, And I have tons of stuff available with that. You guys are going to love it. Um, the first one that I've been uploading is from my book called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. So if you're looking to connect, if you're looking to connect with your higher self, uh, especially through a Christian lens, I wrote that book through a very Christian theological lens. And you guys that appreciate that side of it will really enjoy that book because it's all about finding your spiritual gifts of self. Uh, it's called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. All the merch, Eddie, is over at cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Super easy to find, always in my bio, always the link that I display everywhere. Um, also, the same link, it'll forward you to the same place. It's stan.store slash cubcooker. Um, so you can find it. Uh, it's all a Stan store. I use a, a company called Stan store. Um, and it, it's just a really simple website works beautifully on your phone. You can buy stuff from it and through it and I can forward you to all the stuff there. So all of the, the t-shirts and stuff are clearly marked on there. I think they're the third option down. My book is on there as well. You can follow the podcast over on Apple and Spotify and anchor from there. Like it's the perfect hub for you guys that want to go like follow me everywhere, subscribe to the podcast, buy a shirt and buy my book, maybe join the mythos community. Like literally everything is there. So I don't try to hide stuff like some creators do. I just put, you got everything over there. So, um, that's your, that's your spot. Missy, thank you for being here. Eddie, thank you, my friend. Love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful afternoon. I'll see you today, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Peace.